welcome back to Scaling Side Hustles. I'm Val and I'm here with Hill. Hey. Hey guys. And we're also here with Joshua. Hey everybody, glad to be here once again. So we're here for another Alt episode where we're gonna keep it short but full of practical info. And we're gonna cover the topic of how your business can have a social impact, whether that's building a business with a social impact initiative or creating a business to solve a specific problem. Yeah, and so um, the way we're gonna be talking about that is sharing what we've actually done personally in our lives. Josh and I created a nonprofit because we were uh, passionate about helping the homeless population um, where we were at in Florida at the time. So we created something um, which I'm gonna actually let Josh talk about a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we're gonna talk about like the, the trending problems that we're seeing in society right now. And you know, from the East Palestine toxic chemical spill to now we're learning about the Philadelphia chemical spill and the, the water bottle um, alert that was put out. So like, I think there's a, just a lot of stress on society and the citizens in the United States right now, and they don't know how they can help, how they can step up and fix things. And so one of the things that's really close to my heart is the homeless population and how we can solve for that. And so I want to teach our listeners like how to take a problem that's in society that's current and make it into a successful business. When you say make it into a successful business, that to me sounds like profiting off of the problems. I just, I feel like we should rephrase. <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. Um, sure. Yeah. I think, I think there's like a lot of pent up energy of people realizing like there's these problems that are huge and I'm just little old me and I can't solve it. And the reality is that you can solve it. And the way to solve that is through capitalism, not through slow government bureaucracy. So if you start to think of uh, this problem in society, whether it's a chemical spill or something completely different and say, like, how do I fix this problem and how do I build a business model around that? You can not only work towards solving a systemic issue in society, but you can actually build a successful business out of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that back in the day, we were trying to solve that homeless population issue. So what we did is just kind of just relied on Google and Google stuff, search things, yeah. uh, how to start it, how to what we needed to do, all the red tape. Um, but nowadays, there's a lot more tools that you can actually utilize. Right. Yeah. So I think one of the best tools that we have nowadays at our fingertips is ChatGPT or BARD or any one of these other AI tools. And we can use that to ramp up the speed at which we solve these problems in society. Oh, I wish we had that a few years ago, because that would have been so much faster. That's right. Now, how? See, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and be like, how the heck is an AI robot going to know how to solve for a social, a human issue? I mean... I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great tool, but but what do you mean? Like how, and also, you just, you said that you mentioned that capitalism is our tool. Now, you just mean like our ability here in the U.S. to be able to build businesses and scale our side hustles. and Yeah, that means actually creating a business um, to actually solve an issue. Right. So you're right. So what could that look like? What did that look like for you all? Yeah. So for for me, like um, identifying who's the customer and how you're solving the problem. So if we look at the Philadelphia chemical spill right now, the problem in there is not my water is tainted. My problem is I don't have access to clean water. And that's a huge problem. And how do we solve that using any type of partnership or whatever? So it's a very big problem that we can assume a lot of people are on top of. But if 
this isn't hitting major news and you're just finding about it now, finding out about it now and Philadelphia is right around the corner for you, you might be fired up and fueled up to um, actually tackle this problem and try to find a solution. And we can use ChatGPT or any of these other AI tools to do loads of research, research for us mm-hmm. much faster than we were able to do it. And that can help. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say on a side note, we learned about it, not through the news, like you're saying, but through TikTok. And that's why totally for keeping TikTok. Hopefully it doesn't get banned here in the U.S. or anywhere, but just yeah. wanted to do that little plug there. Yeah, TikTok's great for uh, learning about new skills, um, news, and a lot of other things on there that are, are not often seen anywhere else. So highly also, recommend. Disclaimer, I mean, you have to know make sure you have good sources, sources. too. I mean, there's everyone right. could post everything on TikTok, but I get what you're saying. I just, just, that's true. No, it's, <laughs> a, it's a great point. Like there's a lot of misinformation and you want to follow the influencers that are showing the sources as they're reporting on the news. Yeah. The more you use it, the quicker you're able to identify who's giving actual facts and who's just giving an opinion. But that goes without saying, cause it's like saying everything on the internet is true. Uh, no. Kind of just source and be smart about your research, but thanks for for mentioning that hill. So, anyways, maybe we could do a little exercise, um, or we could actually use ChatGPT. I think we could go like really briefly through how I would solve this Philadelphia um, issue right now uh, using ChatGPT. So, I just found this article on NBC News that Philadelphia rescinded the bottle of water alert after the chemical spill in the Delaware River. And they are claiming that the uh, testing uh, has been done and confirmed that the water is now clean and safe to drink. But the problem is that they've already alerted the public. And so the the supermarkets are empty of uh, water right now. So we might look at this issue and say, okay, well, Philadelphia might be, the problem might be getting solved there, but how do we prevent uh, issues like this in the future? So you might tackle like water at at a larger level or you know, just access to clean water at a larger level. Yeah. Or what are, even if we use ChatGPT to ask, like, what are all the ways to access clean water at a drop of a hat? Yeah, like, exactly. So if if I'm going to open up ChatGPT mm-hmm. and, and go through this process, you know, I might say something like, um, uh, you are a business strategist and I need you to help me solve a... Um, water shortage shortage yeah water uh solve a a business problem and then i'll explain the business problem that is um you know people in certain cities after um you know catastrophic events don't have access to clean water Mm -hmm. and so just identifying the problem and making it very clear for myself will help the program to better solve it for me and i have to keep feeding the program um, what what it needs to solve, but it doesn't need access to public information. That's the beauty of using these AI tools. It's, it's, it's scraping the public databases for that information to help me find solutions. So if I were to say, you know, I don't have any clue about testing water or water suppliers, I can tell it to search for water suppliers in a specific area, geographic region, Mm -hmm. and it will come up with those names and links. And then I can start validating that research. Right. Can we do a real life example? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So I told ChatGPT, you are a business strategist and I need you to help me solve a business problem. 
and it responds charismatically, sure, I'd be happy to help. What's the business problem you're facing? And I'll say, you know, people in certain cities across the U.S. don't have access to clean drinking water. Potable water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potable water after catastrophic events. So it's now telling me um, a step-by-step plan of how to fix this problem, develop an emergency response plan, increase infrastructure resilience, implement water conservation practices, increase public awareness, invest in new technologies. And mind you, this list, it's like in great detail. Yeah, it's very expansive. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I don't need to take all of this and build it into my plan. I need to use ChatGPT as a tool, just as I would use Google as a tool and say, okay, this is going to be part of my business model. It's kind of a, it's using this tool for ideation. Ideation, yeah. trying to figure out a solution. There's issues in the world. People are get, get very passionate about it. Like there's ways to find solutions. Utilize this AI. Right. How, how do you get AI to be more nuanced? Like to, to, because yeah, develop an emergency plan, all these things. How do you, how do you utilize the tool to, to figure out like, what is my role? I'm not going to solve, like, sorry to be the, <laughs> I'm not going to solve water shortages around the world with my business. How do I figure out my role in it? Like, are we talking about building a business? Cause I think there's a difference between building a business that the main purpose is to um, solve this problem, like about water or a nonprofit, let's say, or, having a business and it's completely unrelated, this social initiative. Like I have a business selling things on Etsy, (laughs) but I'm concerned about this water issue. Um, What can my role be? I don't know. I'm just, I just kind of want to bring it down. I feel like we're really like at a 10,000 feet and, and how do you make it more? Sure. Um, Keep reiterating questions. When I've used ChatGPT in the past for any type of problem, it always starts out with the general scope. You then keep refining your question and asking more questions based on the answer that's given us. So it's sure it's saying water conservation and emergency plan and alert. Super general, super not. It's it's we need to. So you just reiterate what part of that speaks to you, but. We can go into that those specifics, but I know Josh wanted to say something along yeah. the lines of that. Uh, I, I completely empathize with your question. Is like, you know, we're we're staying broad on purpose because it is a very large problem in society. And whether you have some sort of Etsy business or you're coming in this blind and saying, like, hey, this is the problem that I want to solve. How do I build the business from it? You can you can tackle the problem the same way using ChatGPT. So, you know, when you come on our podcast and you apply to be on a live consultation with us, like what we're going to do is walk you through that, you know, who is the customer? How are we solving their problem? Who else is doing this in the industry? And all of those questions, we're going to be programming ChatGPT to answer for us. And that's where we gain a a competitive advantage because um, our, our competition is really with the people that are currently solving the issues and how do we partner with them? So now we remove them from competitors and we become partners with them. How do we partner with them to impact change in society and to fix these systemic issues? Because there's a lot of people working on these things right now. You're asking what your role is. We just need to know kind of that big picture of what the business model looks like. And then how do we plug in with different nonprofits or social impact companies 
to accomplish that initiative. And then the role will become more clear of like, okay, this is how I can use my business to fix that issue. You know, it, it might be as simple as like, oh, just donating 10% of my proceeds to this company that's doing it the right way. Or it might be like actually building a new system that doesn't exist in society. Cool. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it down to earth because I didn't want to turn people off that were like, oh God, like I can't build a business to solve the conservation issue. But like, but you're not saying that you're, you're saying how, how to use business and capitalism to participate in the solution and whether that's partnering with someone who's already doing it or coming up with your own system or, or, right. or solution. So yeah, right. I, I just, I wanted to like bring it down to my level. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Cool. Did you guys want to get into thirst for change at all? Like I know you have a practical way that you're using chat GPT to, to help solve, uh, uh I mean, not solve homelessness, but, well, contribute well, to the solution. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, well, actually, we're trying to solve panhandling, which is a huge mm-hmm. systemic issue. And there's there's multiple perspectives on this. And as Valerie mentioned, like we started our nonprofit back in 2014, almost 10 years ago. But we we went into this nonprofit. And this nonprofit was is what what's it called? This nonprofit is called the Joshua Wave. You can follow us on TikTok at, at the Joshua Wave. And not Joshua because of your name, right? That's right. <laughs> I feel Joshua like everyone's going to assume that. That's right. Joshua from the Bible. And we we knew going into starting the nonprofit that there were already a lot of other nonprofits tackling homelessness. We didn't know what we didn't know and we needed to gain knowledge. So we spent, you know, a good bit of time, seven or eight years, just trying to investigating the issue. And once we figured out like, okay, there's systemic issues here with panhandling. We developed a business model, not using ChatGPT, this was before ChatGPT, to find a way to build a what we call a, an ecosystem business model that solves the problem from more than one customer segment at the same time. So in our case, like we're looking at how do we solve the problem for donors that won't donate any longer to panhandlers because of the stigma? And then from the panhandlers perspective, like how do we solve it from their perspective where they will actually have upward mobility and make change and not just use the money for drugs and alcohol and continuing to perpetuate the panhandling problem. So our approach to solving this problem was multifaceted. And I think that's important for people to recognize when you're solving a problem, especially like a social impact problem, you want to look at the problem from multiple customers or multiple stakeholders perspectives and try to solve that problem for that person or uh, people individually. Because as you start to solve that, you'll see some pieces fitting together. For example, if we're talking back with a water problem, you know, people that drink, drink the water are one customer. People that supply the water are another customer. And both sides of that customer equation have problems to solve for. And if you can solve for that, you've, you've accomplished the objective of fixing the systemic issue in society. So we basically um, take an intersection and that intersection will have panhandlers that we use social workers or medical social workers to approach and recruit into a program where they can wear branded t-shirts that have our nonprofit name and the QR code to scan and donate to. 
And the donors now seeing the panhandlers in, in clothes that are branded have more trust in transparency to donate or give their money um, to this initiative. Uh, but that doesn't show um, any upward mobility for the individual because they're still asking for money. So to change that, we're changing the psychology of the individual by teaching them about commerce or vendor entrepreneurship. And so the, the idea here is that, hey, panhandling is a dying revenue generator for people experiencing homelessness. So in order for you to continue to make money this way, you can you can access the same amount of money or more by um, becoming a vendor, a street vendor. And you could sell popsicles or ice cream or water bottles at intersections. Mm -hmm. And for exchange of that money is going to be all electronically. So for those that are donating, they won't have that questioning thought of like, oh man, did I just give them money and they're going to go use it the wrong way or a way that I wouldn't be supportive typically. You don't have the, that, that goes out the window. It and does the money go, does any money go to the Joshua wave or does it all go to the individuals? Yeah. So the, the, the brand, so it doesn't have to be the Joshua wave. It's an open source business model. So any nonprofit could take up this initiative and fix the problem in their city. Um, the brand will actually, um, take the money in, um, transparently report how much money is taken in and then pay the panhandlers or former panhandlers a fair wage. An hourly wage. An hour, yeah. And that way they can still earn an income, but they can see the approach of trading value for value instead of just receiving a donation. That sounds great. Thanks for sharing that, Josh. So. To our listeners, um, we want to just encourage you to submit an idea, a problem, something that you feel you know passionately about, even to any degree. Um, come on to our show so that we can help solve that issue that you feel strongly about. Yeah, I think one of the main problems is I'm seeing so much energy on TikTok of people that are frustrated with the systems that are not being fixed in society. And it's like, take up those problems as your own and try to fix those problems through our platform because what, what we're doing here is trying to accomplish social change and s systemic change. And to do that, we need partners. We need people who are championing these projects and saying that these problems need to be fixed in my city or my country or my state. And we need to move forward on these problems, on solving these problems together. So submit your idea at scalingsidehustles.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>